Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today, we have with us Kim Davis with Davis Professional Services. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Davis Professional Services. How are you serving folks? So Davis Professional Services is an Atlanta-based management consulting firm. We provide business consulting services to commercial organizations and federal government agencies. And our mission is to become an extension of our clients' teams, helping to solve their most pressing issues while ensuring the customer experience is top of mind. So how'd you get into this line of work? What's your backstory? So my background is in consulting and marketing um, within the business process outsourcing space. I spent many years at uh, Electronic Data Systems and Hewlett Packard focused on those areas. And back in 2017, I started Davis Professional Services as an independent consultant, focusing on the things I did well while in corporate America I had a former employee who supported me part-time from the very beginning and later became my first full-time employee. And now we are a team of eight. And so I, I really like to think of myself as a connector, um, connecting talented resources in my network to projects and also to fellow small businesses to help them fill gaps. Now, could you share a little bit about that transition going from working for a fairly established firm, you know, known around the world to starting your own kind of venture? Sure. So the I was uh, back in 2017, I was laid off from my corporate job and almost immediately um, I was tapped by some uh, some folks in my network who I had supported while in corporate They wanted to um, procure some of my services just from an independent consulting perspective. And um, so I just leaped in. So it really was me leveraging all of the experience and the talent that I had developed over the years and supporting some of the folks who I had already worked with while in corporate and just, you know, started doing that on my own. So it really was a pretty smooth transition. Um, I learned about starting a business and you know, did everything I had to do to get everything set up um, from that perspective. But it really was a pretty smooth transition because I was able to tap into that existing network. So now it sounds like from a kind of a sales and revenue standpoint, that was pretty seamless. Was there any challenges like from maybe just seeing yourself now as leading an organization rather than being maybe a cog in the machine of a larger entity? You know, I, it, it sounds it's seamless, but you know, it, it, it wasn't without its challenges. You know, I, it was feast or famine, right? Um, I had uh, projects that um, were flowing. And then of course I would get these periods where I had nothing and uh, that challenged me. You know, I was used to working a corporate job where I had a steady paycheck and it was a different mindset that really forced me to learn how to budget and to um, just be more mindful of my spending and uh, and and as you said, as a, a leader of, of my own company, it, it taught me to, you know, develop those skills, those entrepreneur skills that I had not developed while working in corporate. And so um, it, it was uh, it was definitely a process. Um, I actually just recently 
completed a uh, Goldman Sachs program. It's the uh, Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, which was a 14-week program designed to help small businesses grow and create jobs. And um, so essentially over the, the 14 weeks, um, I spent time developing a growth opportunity for the business. And so that was really like a, an MBA program on steroids. I had uh, received my MBA several years ago, but it wasn't through the lens of an entrepreneur. And this program really forced me to look at the business as an entrepreneur, all aspects from marketing to execution to operations, and really dig down deep and develop a plan that would help me grow and sustain. Now, as you're kind of evolving in your business and your practice, and you have, like you said, uh, now a whole team around you, how important was kind of being mindful about corporate culture and building the culture that you wanted rather than just having the culture form around you? Culture was, it was really important to me. It was, uh, I had, uh, while in corporate, I had really, um, you know, maintained um, a professional um, disposition. Um, and, and so I always, you know, wanted to maintain that as in my company as well, always putting client first, um, as well as just taking care of the team. And so um, from a, a corporate culture perspective, you know, those are my themes, you know, making sure you're always professional, the client is always first, and you're always supporting your team members. And so I instilled that into all of my um, folks who are on the team, as well as, you know, new ones that I'm bringing on just to make sure that, you know, that's always top of mind as they, um, you know, support DPS projects. Now, when clients are working with you, are they coming to you typically um, with a certain type of pain that they're like, okay, the Davis professional folks, they're the ones that can help us with this? Or are they coming kind of uh, based on referral? Like, what does that first engagement typically look like for your firm? So it's it's a combination of of the two. Um, my one of my oldest clients came as a referral, and I mean, you know, what you typically see is oftentimes organizations just don't have the time or resources to focus on key important areas, or they just may not have the expertise to address business challenges. And so, you know, from a, a you know leveraging that network perspective, you know, I've had folks to bring me into their corporate organizations to support some projects that either fell into one of those two buckets. And, you know, we typically go in and we become an extension of those teams, immersing ourselves into their culture and ways of working. And so I would say primarily it's been through networking, um, through leveraging relationships um, with organizations like GWBC and a couple of other organizations of which I'm a member. So I would say, um, you know, leveraging the network and as well as, um, marketing and, and leveraging these uh, professional organizations as well. So you mentioned GWBC. Um, how did that uh, how did that group get on your radar and um, how has it helped? So GWBC got on my radar early on and it's it, it escapes me how, how I was made aware of the organization, but I've been a member now for about four years. So very early in my entrepreneur career, um, and it's it's an awesome organization for women in business. Uh, GWBC provides phenomenal resources, which proved invaluable during the pandemic. Um, within G GWBC, I'm a member of the Voice Committee, 
which is comprised of a great group of women who pour into each other's businesses and lives. And we meet monthly to share what we call our roses and thorns of our businesses. And so we've created a small family inside of GWBC that has provided a real safe space for us to just be real authentic with each other and to support each other. And then um, are you seeing any benefit in terms of getting clients or connecting to maybe larger entities that you would have trouble as an individual getting in front of? Absolutely. So I, uh, several years ago, I was at a GWBC function and um, actually it was the tables of eight. And I was uh, just overheard um, a couple of women having a conversation about their business And it was, um, you know, what they were talking about was very similar to the type of work that I do. And so I, uh, you know, walked up to them, introduced myself and, you know, let them know that we do very similar business. And they said, hey, well, that's great. We're always looking for um, other small businesses to bring in from a subcontract perspective. And that's exactly what they did. We started working together back in 2018 and they brought me on to several projects as a subcontractor which was just an awesome way to to get in and um, get my feet wet and and get some exposure. So yes, absolutely. GWBC is just amazing from, you know, a small business to small business perspective, as well as the access you have to large organizations. So now, um, do you have any advice for that person that maybe is in a corporate job that maybe they're frustrated with, or it's not kind of leading them down the path they envision, but they want to kind of venture out on their own. Is there any advice you would give that person as they kind of launch into maybe a second act in their career? You know, my advice for anyone thinking of starting their own business is to really do good work and build great relationships. You know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you, you really, you will tap constantly into your network for support, for advice, for talent, and you want to have laid the foundation for doing so. And so, you know, you want to have that history. You don't want to, you know, have to build it as you go. But, you know, from the onset, you want to establish a great reputation for doing work, being a person of your word. And so I would say, you know, the time is now. If you're ever thinking about doing this in the future, just make sure you lay that good foundation I would also say, you know, be patient. Success certainly doesn't happen overnight. And so it's really important to be diligent and to stay the course. And then, you know, lastly, look for opportunities to, you know, participate on projects as a subcontractor. Um, As I just mentioned, you know, it's really a great way to get exposure with minimal risk. So, you know, you don't always have to step out there and try to prime contracts with large organizations. Look, Look for other small businesses uh, to, you know, sub to and and use that as an opportunity to get your feet wet and um, get that exposure with minimal risk. Now, can you share a story maybe that's kind of occurred over the last few years of, uh, you know, as your business has grown in terms of having an impact that you were proud of where you don't mention the company's name, but maybe talk about the pain that they were having and how you were able to kind of come in provide a service that helped take them to a new level? Yeah, sure. So uh, we had one client who had really lost control of the customer experience um, after the sale. And they they didn't understand why. 
And so they hired us to come in and just try to help them figure out what they could do to recapture um, that experience. And so we went in and performed um, a customer journey mapping exercise and discovered that one of the third party vendors that they had been using had assumed ownership of their clients um, post-implementation and was essentially leaving their business cards with the clients, you know, after they implemented the systems. And so the client was calling on the vendor for support instead of the client. And so uncovering that really helped to determine, you know, ways to um, quickly address the issue, um, recapture those customer experiences, and ensure that the client had more control over that relationship. And so we were able to quickly, you know, implement um, some, um, you know, there were low hanging fruit there, you know, a 1-800 number, leaving behind a welcome kit. So making sure the, the customer had everything at their fingertips to contact the client whenever they had an issue or concern instead of going to the third party vendor. And, um, and so that was, you know, that was huge for this client. It was, um, it, it was right there. They just, you know, they just didn't see it. And so bringing us in and having us uncover that um, proved very instrumental in helping them regain that customer control. And that's an important part of when you're working with a firm like yours. Um, just those conversations can help you uh, through some blind spots that you must, you might have or have acquired over the time that you may be having these fresh eyes look at something you've seen gives you insight that and and uh, and uncovers things that aren't maybe you don't see anymore, even though it becomes obvious for having a third party person come in and look around. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we do is we, you know, we leverage our cross industry experience to provide the best solutions for our clients. And so, you know, for example, if we're working with a government entity, you know, we can leverage some things that we've done, you know, for more cutting edge industries and bring that to bear to that client. And so that's really the value, you know, becoming an extension of those teams, but also, um, you know, bringing those cross industry experiences. And then, you know, because we're nimble, we're able to flex to our clients' ever-changing environments. And so that's one of the reasons that I believe you know, our oldest client has been with us almost since day one, and the team is continuing to grow. I was actually the the very first uh, person to support the client, and I'm no longer there, but I have four people there now. And so I think it's because of those things that I just mentioned, why we've had longevity there. Now, um, you mentioned working with commercial organizations and government agencies. Do you have a sweet spot when it comes to industry? Like you've mentioned that you kind of uh, cross-pollinate across a lot of different areas, but do you have an area that you feel that this is an area that's a sweet spot? You know, we've done quite a bit um, in the utility space. And, um, you know, I just, I mentioned a little bit uh, a while ago that, you know, I recently participated in this Goldman Sachs program. And so what I identified as my growth opportunity is to penetrate the federal government market. And so right now I have uh, supported that uh, market um, just just uh, minimally as a subcontractor, but I've been spending quite a bit of time laying the foundation to pursue federal government contracts. In fact, we were just awarded a few GSA schedules 
and we're working on on a few more. And so, you know, from an industry perspective, you know, the services we provide are really cross industry, but have had um, a lot of um, experience with the utilities, um, some healthcare experience, and now looking to grow in the federal market space as well. Well, congratulations on all the success. If there's somebody out there that wants to learn more about uh, what you're up to and and, uh, maybe have a conversation with you or somebody on the team, is there a website? Absolutely. www.davisprofessional.net. And right now, are you looking for other professionals to join the team or are you now more focused on growth and trying to find more clients? Oh, both. Both. So, you know, always looking to grow the team, grow that network so we can support our projects and, you know, also support some of our fellow small businesses as well. And, you know, looking to grow as well. So, so um, open to both. Good stuff. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Kim Davis with Davis Professional Services. That's davisprofessional.net. Thank you, Kim. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business.